Hey, hey guys, you're tuning in to the Mina B podcast and it's your girl Mina B and I am back with yet another fun-filled episode. So where to find me? At the Mina B podcast over on IG or streaming on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. All links are in the bio for your listening pleasure. And um, yeah, so yeah. Thank you guys again for fucking with the show. Please be sure to rate, R-A-T-E, yes, rate and comment and subscribe to the show. If you fuck with me and you've been listening for a while or if you're new, be sure to do that for me. That would be wonderful. It's highly appreciated. On today's episode, we are tackling working. Yes, working during the pandemic from home or not, and all HR nuggets y'all didn't even know that y'all needed. So I have some wonderful guests with me today. Ladies, if you guys could go ahead and introduce yourselves. Well, I guess I'll go first. Natasha. (laughs) (laughs) Natasha Natasha over there probably (laughs) playing. (laughs) But hello, everyone. My name is Jenna. Um, I am a co- I am two, what is it? Part two, part one. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, <laughs> one part. Right, one part, whatever. Two is two is two queens in the thing, you know. Period. Yes, um, ma'am. So, fuck work podcast, fuck work, but I'm going to go. Um, a little about myself. Um, I am a HR professional. Um, I have my bachelor's degree in business management, and I have my MBA in... Um, HR as well. Come um, on, degrees. Yeah, so that that's a little bit more. I'm more of the the corporate side, the nine to fiver. You know, I represent those people that are, you know, just trying to find their way through corporate America. Who's really not, you know, don't want to go into business with their sales. They don't mind, you know, working for the man. You know, I'm, I'm that person that represents this part of the podcast. So. Yes. Yes, and I am Natasha. Um, I guess you consider can consider me a retired HR professional of 14 years. Oh. And um now I'm a multi-business owner. So I have three businesses and currently working on my fourth, which will launch um, tomorrow. So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um Basically, what I did was when I was on my way out of corporate America, I wanted to take my HR knowledge and give it back. Um, So that was how the podcast was birthed. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Awesome. So, ladies, I found your podcast through just looking through different podcasts. And I found out that you guys were Atlanta based. And I have this thing with Atlanta based podcasters that we got to together okay yeah utilize each other so i felt it was really really necessary to reach out to you guys um and for listeners who have listened to me before y'all know it's me to be and i am also a serial entrepreneur but also i was a nine to fiver i was in healthcare um staffing so i was a staffing recruiter and onboarder for two years here and been working in healthcare for over seven years so trust me when i tell you i understand the ins and outs of both spectrums and i felt it was very very necessary to have these ladies on and just to discuss pretty much everything that we be feeling because that corporate america is a beast it is yes lord so nobody got time for to play with tom and in 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 karen and in tim and listen okay it's a lot it is definitely a balancing act but ladies let's get into how you guys started the show because i think that it's it's something that's needed in our community especially the black community i think we tackle or more so try to tackle the the balance the code switching the trying to just keep a little bit of ourselves while we work these jobs. Right. So tell us a little bit about how y'all got got this started to help us folks out. Yeah. Do you want me to go, Jenna? Well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> she, has, she always has the same. I mean, it is the story of how we got started, but I really like hearing it when she says it because <laughs> it basically, made... Jenna, you, you, you do it better. <laughs> no, right. no, yeah, no, I actually don't do it better. I just like hearing her say, like, she begged me to do something. Like, I just like hearing her I'm done. say that. That's what it is. <laughs> but 
like I said, um, I have 14 years of experience in human resources. And so, um, you know, I was telling people, I was like, you know what, I want to do a podcast and I think I want to call it fuck work, but I'm gonna go. And everybody's like, fuck work. Like you gonna say that because I've been so polished, suited and booted like for 14 years. So, um, Jenna and I actually met in college at Columbus state university. And, um, I was just like, oh yeah, Jenna got a degree in HR. I'm like, let me hit her up and see if she would be interested in doing it. So at first she was like, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. And then like months went by and I didn't hear from Jenna. And then I was like, yo, can we record? Can we practice? And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I didn't hear from her. And then like six more months came and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this podcast. So I got the intro made um, and then I was just like, let me circle back with her one more time. Mm -hmm. See if she really want to do this. And then um, Jenna was just like, yeah, I'm ready. Me. I was like, well, let's record next week. And so we had a practice episode and our practice episode, Jenna talked about how her turkey bacon was stolen out the traditional oven at work. <laughs> and Girl. we laughed for like an hour, yeah, like tears. Yeah. laughing and so the chemistry between us our us two was like electrifying i mean i cannot pay people for the chemistry that we have i would marry jenna if she was a man um Aww. just because of how how dope the chemistry was when we um started and just to kind of see the growth and how people can hear it through the podcast still like we're working on season six and people are like i just love y'all's chemistry and to be able to have that for so long is a beautiful thing but um, I told her I want to do drug test stories. I was like, we got to make it funny because we're giving heavy information. Right. And so with the heavy information, we're, you know, educating them about employment law. But we're also giving them career topics, which are two things that are considerable. There are things that you need. And, you know, we don't like to hear things that we need. So we mixed it up with things that people want to hear, which would be like the vent sessions, mm -hmm. you know, hearing people complain about what happens at work and then hear about funny drug test stories. So, um it was just basically just trying to give people what they need to know at work because so many people did not know that the law is also on their sides as well. And so exactly. Absolutely. Girl. So let's get, I mean, like I said, for me, I started listening to y'all this year, right before my black ass got the boot. Yep. Sure did. Um, <laughs> moved from New York to work for a healthcare staffing company. And this is going to be the transparent episode where I actually talk the shit that I've always wanted to talk about the company since I've been far removed from it for the past three and a half months, just about. Okay. So July, August, September. Yeah. October, four months. About to be four months. So I started listening to y'all. I was like, oh my God, this is so needed. Like we're going through a pandemic. Like, and my company at the time, I never realized that they were not super, super professional until maybe maybe eight or nine months in. I was like, oh, my God, like they, they don't really have an HR. Right. They don't really have like and not an on-site HR. They have talent acquisition. And I think a lot of people fail to realize that talent acquisition and HR are two very different things. Very much so. Um, our HR liaison, because she's a liaison, she's an HR partner, was based in Chicago. And you barely could get that bitch on email. Wow. Right. She had a good job. Oh, baby, she got a good job. Good mm -hmm. job. Um, our company was owned by ADECO, which is the number one, one of the number one staffing agencies in the world. Yes. Internationally. And we got sold out. By, um, damn, I'm telling all day business. All right. Um, <laughs> fuck it. I don't care. We got sold to a, a private equity firm that's based in New York for whatever the reason couple of million dollars i mean everyone's eating but us wow everybody's eating but us um the pay scale was ridiculously ridiculously low for the industry standard um and for people that are listening recruitment and onboarding depending on how you're doing it whether you're doing it for the corporate or finance side or if you're doing it for what i was doing with healthcare, which was travel nursing tra um travel allied staff Surgical techs, I mean, these people bill a lot of hours. So you're billing hospitals in order to get paid a percentage. Right. So that is still very much a sales job, no matter how you cut it. Yes, you're onboarding. Yes, you're doing, um, you know, social security, running drug screens, people that can't pass their drug screens. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is healthcare professionals who can't pass a drug screen. Right. Um, nurses with felonies, nurses that have things on their license, their actual state mm. licensures yeah. that are like, wait, bitch. So you mean to tell me in 1989, right? you were basically trying to take narcs. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm and you, I've worked it, in healthcare recruiting. I know. It's <laughs> like that that this job was the job that made me was like uh, made me feel like although I'm good at it, I love the people that I work with. I love the nurses that work for me. I mean, I have people working for me from since I started, like the be- like the first month that I started. I had contracts up until I um I got let go. So I was just like, damn, like, this sucks. Like, this truly sucks. It, like, really sucks. And they drive you insane. So the company was obviously not doing good since they had got bought out just to speed up to 2020 because this year is crazy. Right. Pandemic hits. And we're like, oh, we good. We getting all the contracts. We're lit. No, (laughs) you're not. Because the best part about our business is that hospitals don't have to fuck with us. Right. They can do their own. Yeah, they can do their own. And then with a pandemic, general surgeries and, like, if it's not life-threatening, the general surgeon of the United States of America said, hey, we're going through a pandemic. We're not doing surgeries unless it's life-threatening. We're going to push them back. Wow. So what do you do with your surgery staff? Right. You send them to ICU. You se- or you fur- fur- furlough them. Right. The majority of my staff are surgical staff. Because Dang, it's crazy. In my, in my mind... How I worked my my line of business was I always recruited and worked with nurses that worked um, OR nurses, PACU nurses. I was like the PACU nurse whisperer because they they're, they're like the easiest nurse. Like they could do everything. They can pretty right. much do everything. Right. So I'm holding on to those people and some a, a couple of ICU nurses here and there. Maybe one tech. I had a tech working for me for a year. You know how much money I build on her. I was just about to say, it sounds like you was getting to the coin, sis. That's that's basically what it Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what I'm hearing. I almost got to the coin because we were on a paid, we were on a, our pay pay package is a tier system. So I had almost hit my tier right before March 13th. Right. And within two weeks, I lost $100,000 worth of business because of the pandemic. Right. So I I lost all my major, I lost all my major accounts. I lo- like, I mean, major accounts, like they're like, Hey, we're putting everything on hold right now. We have to appropriate the staff that we have. So we can't take contractors right now. And everybody at one point was just sending wanted nurses to go to New York. I didn't have New York contracts. And then our company was so again, unprofessional. We're on the lowest standard of the poll where fast staff and all these other agencies, they're getting all the nurses to go to New York. We're not all right. We're not. They didn't have their business model set up. Because our business model is fucked up. Right. Our business model was to pad the vice presidents, the directors, and all their pockets, not ours. Right. So, needless to say, they lost a lot of business, and um, they started, like, letting people go. Slowly but surely. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Slowly but surely. So, it became very toxic. So, we'll get into all of that Mm. as working from home goes. Yeah. So that's my story. That's my background, y'all. Mind you, I have a business, a jewelry business. I'm working on a second business for 2021 and the podcast. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do what I was called to do. To right. Do. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we at with it. That's the one. Period. So general work shit. Let's talk about ineffective managers. Mm. Good Lord. Ineffective. <coughs> y'all I'm choking oh my god you need some water. Okay? You need some water? no I'm good I'm good you know when they say you coughing now not huh? <laughs> no COVID no COVID yeah. you can't even cough in peace bro no you cannot cough in like public places you can't even sneeze like yeah. okay, looking at you all kind of stupid like don't look at me uh-uh, don't do that stupid, bro. it has some in my throat god right Lee. over here dying right Ineffective ineffective managers. I have ran an IG poll basically asking like what makes a manager ineffective? And I had got a really, like most of the responses were basically like inability to communicate effectively and honestly. Then 
I saw another one that said lack of transparency, baby. <laughs> and also I threw in my, my two cents, God complexes, like managers for real have God complexes. Like, can we delve into a little bit about that and how to deal with that? Well, I could say that for me, I think the worst thing or, you know, characteristic that a manager or a so-called leader can have is lack of communication. Absolutely. Um, I'm real big on communication. And if your communication is weak, how are you going to run a business? And that's for entrepreneurs. That's for corporate America. That's for anybody. Yes, your relationships or anything. Yes, so, absolutely. So it's kind of like, if you can't even, you know, tell me like is a task changed or something changed and you can't even communicate that to me, communi- communicate that to your team, how are you going to be a leader? Right. Every, every, right. Everybody is not a leader. Everybody cannot be a manager. Right. Absolutely. And luckily, I haven't. I have worked with, you know, some some difficult, let's say difficult <laughs> managers <laughs> in the past. Um, but you should be able to coach your managers and vice versa. Like now when we have like our appraisals or like our reviews or whatever, we can give a review on our manager now and they have to nice. like put that on their review like if we feel like something they need to change and it's an opportunity for them to grow why not tell them and not and right. not letting them get you know them it, it it's just a lot but that's that's the one thing that i hate is somebody that cannot communicate like i can't stand it i can't stand it Oh, I can't stand it because things are constantly changing. Like, right. things are changing every day. And you got to be able to tell us that. Like, communicate. Communicate. And make sure I the agree. information is correct as well. And make sure everyone is on the same page. I think for me, um, when working with management was like management that would just kind of like throw things at you last minute or whatever. And like, you know. It happens. I, not so much like a part of your, it's not a part of your job description, but like, like, okay, perfect example during the pandemic. So, you know, we had got bought out by this company. So a lot of our systems were changing because we weren't under, you know, the ADECO umbrella anymore. So we had to change our phone systems. Our social phone systems were going digital, all of that stuff. So now we're home, we're late, we're home working. And now we have to adjust to like, brand new phone system which is online brand new like it was just like a couple of different online systems that we had y'all not providing certain things like laptops whatever y'all were like they were like okay go take your screen mm-hmm. go do that but that's mm-hmm. not helpful right and then this could not like this could not have waited like y'all don't understand that people are working from home and the capabilities and the internet is not the same so it was things like that and you know everyone was like complaining about it but it just kind of fell off deaf, deaf ears because it was just like, well, we told y'all to do this and y'all have to. Right. Yeah. Like that type of shit. Is yeah. Crazy. So that, that happened at my job. So I was already working from home um, previous mm-hmm. before COVID hit. And everyone that was basically in the office, you know, they had to go home and wasn't it. We ain't ordering no laptops for y'all. It was none of that. It was literally take your your screens, your keyboard, your mouse, your phone. It don't matter if you didn't have no setup, if you ain't have no desk. It didn't matter. Like it was, oh, we have to evacuate this building. And basically y'all kind of gotta figure it out. Basically. Wow. Okay. So I so I don't feel bad yeah. then. I'm like, was it only us? Cause no. I'm like, this is because it kind of hit everybody at one time. Like, right. It kind of hit like majority of the people was already trickling, like going home, or whatever. But it just hit all at one time. And you know, like even I can say that the company that I do work for, they have been doing an amazing job with handling, you know, this pandemic or whatever. But the whole process of everybody getting home, that was a shit show. That was a shit show. Um, they really, like, my peers had to depend on us 
for help, like help getting set up, like what goes where, like it was a shit show. And luckily, you know, everybody is more um, like, I mean, we're, we're all for, you know, taking care of each other because it's clearly right. not going to be done by management. So it, it yeah, shame. and it, and it was fucked up because these people's frustrated. Now you got older people, you know, they're not tech savvy. Right. They don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, like it's just, and then I ain't about to go over your house and help you not doing no COVID because <laughs> I'm trying right. to protect you. You high risk. Right. So, because child, we didn't, we didn't, right? Because we, a lot of us didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Like, we don't know if this is Ebola, the way they right. act, people dying. Like, we don't know what, what this is. Like, this is, yeah. different, it was a lot. You know? It was definitely a lot. Yeah, it was for a sure. lot. For sure. So, to cap a little bit of the management um, conversation, what about manipulative management? Like, that, that dirty manager. Mm. Or that sneaky ass. Yeah, I definitely dealt with that. Um, And the thing is, is that it's hard to even, even as an HR person, it's hard to even report it to HR. Um, Because (laughs) nine times out of 10, he has, you know, or she has um, the whole company convinced that they're just, you know, the cream of the crop, the best director manager of life and so you know it's just hard and honestly my best advice about things like that is just to remove to remove yourself like find you employment somewhere else because there is just not like report it but on your way out the door honestly yeah I did it once I did it once in my early career um, because I went to school for community broadcast communication Mm -hmm. so and I minored in advertising and marketing. So I first job out during a recession. So 2007, 2008, I got a job at an ad agency by the grace of God and by the grits of my teeth because a bitch couldn't run <laughs> So I ended up getting this job and I was an admin. And my boss, you know, not to get into like microaggressions and stuff like that and, and racial microaggressions, but, you know... I had aspirations when I got through the door. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this little secretary joint for like a year or two. And then I'm going to go do junior account management for PR because I really wanted to work in PR because I was already freelancing in right. PR. So on the side with another company. So I was just like, all right, bet. So like, you know, when your one year came up and you're talking about your aspirations, what you want to do. And where you want to go and stuff like that. Like, I think she was offended that I didn't want to like take an executive assistant position. Mm. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And it was just like, okay, so I swear on my mama, like this white lady really, really was dragging it. Like she would just try to like, like I was just getting complaints out of nowhere. Mind you, everybody loves me. And I'm just saying her like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? Like, it was really driving me nuts. So, um, one day I was talking to somebody on the floor and they were like, do this, send an email to like higher ups and managers that you work with and get a self, do a self-assessment. Like, like, you know, like you, you're doing a self right. self evaluation basically. So all the evaluations came back. I printed them all out. I kept them just, I, I, yo, that was the smartest thing I ever did. I kept them. So then she tried to write me up and I didn't accept the write up. And then I went and talked to a sister girl right. that worked in HR who, actually got me the job and I think that's where she fucked up at because it was like like I don't know they kind of just look at you like little black girl like you ain't about right. to do shit right. you're not about that life no I'm real corp- I'm real corporate bitch I know all about right. this shit like I'm not playing with you like I already know like this is something that we, we were taught when we're you know when we when you leave college and when you have to get into these environments you're taught by parents peers People that already did it, go in there and you do what you got to do, right. document everything and don't be afraid to, you know, use your documentation. So I had talked to the HR person, um, head of HR at that, and um, she told me that I did the right thing because I didn't have to sign. I didn't have to sign it and that um, we're going to do. She said, I want you to go home. You're a good writer. Go home. I want you to write up, type up an addendum for everything that she's done to you in this process that has caused you mental right. strife or something like that. 
So I did that. I submitted it. And I think we were like, there was another, there, she was like, she wasn't the head of HR. She was right under the head of HR. So she gave it to the head of HR. The head of HR came to talk to me. She was a really lovely, lovely white lady. And, and mind you, I was only 22 going on 23. Write this to, write, gave it to her. And she was just like, that was amazing. That was so well written. That was ballsy. And I want you to understand. I want you to know that I don't know what the, what the disconnect is, but if anything, nothing's going to happen going forward. Just continue to do your best. If something does happen, let me or the other right. lady know, basically. Because I was being, I was being right. targeted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, the other girls, the other admins, they're white. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, why me, bitch? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. why me? You had goals. You know, and then, you know, I, she had, she, you know, my HR person, because she's, you know, she's black and she was cool. She was like, bitch, you're pretty. Like, I hate to tell you, you're black and you're pretty. You're right. a fucking threat mm-hmm. in here. And I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck does <laughs> right. that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that mean? So, listen, let's talk about manipulation and just acting crazy. So, never ever, you know, that, that company had went under. I had got laid off. That was my first layoff and I had moved to Atlanta. But I ended up seeing that lady walking in the street. <laughs> I cannot. Um, I'll never forget it. I seen her. No, I seen her. Like, I seen her walking. I think she was retired. She probably retired by now. She's she was older. I saw her walking, and I was just looking at her, like looking, like looking at how she was dressed, looking at, and I'm like coming out of my little corporate office in the fucking financial district in fucking Manhattan, and I'm looking at her like, man, fuck you, bitch, like, wow, look at, look right. at me, look at me, <laughs> like that. Yeah, that was my very, very first experience, and it, it kind of shaped how I functioned and dealt with management right. going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was a lesson I, you I, needed. I, when I tell you. I, Bitch, a lesson I needed. I was able to teach others. I was able to tell my little sister, like, "Hey, this is how you do things. Send it to send it to me first. Don't 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 right. send it. Just send it to me first. Right. Let me let me yeah. edit it for you because these motherfuckers, especially white motherfuckers, they're mm-hmm. different. They're yeah. different in a corporate setting, and you have to be able to maneuver yeah, around them be a little quit, bit better for sure. Yeah. Ten, ten. And times me and ahead Natasha always preach about make sure, like, if you having some type of retaliation or anything like that just always document like mm-hmm. always document mm-hmm. anything that happened like set you up a little email send you some notes document right. you know, because it, it's nothing like a paper trail like you better have that paper trail because that he say she say it ain't gonna work you need a paper trail it ain't gonna work it ain't gonna work at all at all um so let's talk about so i know we tapped into a little bit of working from home um but balancing, basically, like, balancing mental health, especially right now, because, like, okay, so, what, we've been home since March, right? right? I think a couple, I mean, a couple of offices have opened here yeah. in Atlanta in the metro area that I know of. Um, I know the company that I work for, they definitely ma- mandatory, mandatory back to work, oh. back in the office, unless you have a pre-existing Dang, condition. True. That's crazy. That's insane to me. <laughs> Yeah. That's no grace. No grace. That means yeah. there's no grace. You, you, yeah. We'll, we'll tap into that in a minute. Um, and then it's just like you got people that got kids. I don't know if y'all have kids. I don't, but I know that I was stressed out just being here in the same one <laughs> ass room every day. Okay, I was losing my mind. I was like, oh my god, let me go work out. Okay, let me go work walk around the complex. All right, bad. Let me just go. Let me right, go to Publix right. just because. <laughs> so mental health was definitely, definitely at its wits end and I know that a lot of folks were dealing with you know depression and just like all of that so I know Natasha I know that you you're you're an entrepreneur Jenna but you said you were working from home prior to that so do you feel like there was a difference working from home prior to the pandemic so I felt like how was that for you like it kind of hit me like I was fine working from home. Um, at first when I started, mm-hmm. I felt a disconnect with me and my coworkers because some of me and my coworkers, some of them, a few, I'm gonna say a few of them. You know, we all have a relationship. We see each other eight nine hours out the day, um, and that's probably one thing that I had started to miss. And then I was like, fuck it, I don't really miss mm-hmm. this for real. <laughs> but um. I think once it hit, like once the pandemic hit and everyone started working from home, that's when it kind of hit me because you got coworkers who got about five kids, they can't go to daycare. Then you got people who, you know, don't have top notch internet service. It's just a whole bunch of things. And like 
we have chats with you know with our peers so we just keep each other you know uplifted or whatever well we try to right right um and it's a lot like we have um we started doing like these hr talks with our with our like directors and um one young lady literally started crying on the comfort it was it was sad and she was just like it's just so much going on that's crazy and yeah she literally started crying on the phone and it it it, it was oh it God. was crazy and i would never think that you just don't know what other people are going through right um so i right i know exactly. one thing for me the thing that really like helped me get through my day is i meditate right that's one thing I do like to just clear my mind from everything that's going on because we're dealing with like COVID cases left and right right left and right and it's draining like you got people sending in emails saying they can't pay for this like they need help with childcare. it's a lot yeah that's and real. you have to be that person for them like you gotta be that person for them then you got people testing positive for COVID and they they afraid that you know they might give it to their kids and then they're worried about right. getting paid and will they get paid enough it's just it was a lot like it it was a lot and it still is to this day I think the so biggest the thing is, is absolutely. I think the biggest thing is that people need to full advantage of their EAP programs. I'm not sure if, you know, the employee assistant program where you could talk to a therapist because I'm sure their therapists are doing virtual calls. So at least you Mm -hmm. have somebody to talk to, um, finding social groups on social media to be a part of like LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, I also always recommend to people like finding a hobby in your house. Um, whether it's reading, binging, like I do a lot of binging on Netflix. Um, Same. So, yes. and I like find <laughs> people that like watching what I like. Like I'm heavy. I've gotten even more on Twitter since I've been then during the pandemic. And I was able to find like-minded people. So we were ha- we have our own thread. We have our own like conversations about whatever we're watching or doing or working on and things of that sort. So I've actually like met made friends during the pandemic simply because I found more like-minded people. And so like now we're to the point where, you know, outside is still, it's not as open, but it's kind of open. And now we're just all like linking up and, you know, meeting each other in person and things of that sort. So it's just like um, having to adapt, even though I've been working from home for the life of me, um, I've always had the option to work from home. I've always taken advantage of it. Uh, so kind of transitioning to entrepreneurship, it does get boring working by yourself because, you know, you miss people like, you know, you want to be around people. But I think it's just, um, you know, getting a therapist, finding a social group that surrounds the type of, that, you know, include the type of people that are like minded with you are, is the biggest thing. And then finding a hobby that you can do at home because, if we don't do go back into a, um, you know, another lockdown, and that's just if I'm not sure, um, you're now preparing for that to come. You know, it won't surprise us this next go around. Exactly. I have to say for myself, um, I really, really took a lot of time out to watch my shows. I got back into reading. I got into, I got into planning, like, planning just like the little things like my day like just and it's something that my company it was one motherfucking thing that they had they got right they said you know tell y'all tell us to and really implement in us the plan in our day and really utilizing our time so it's something that I became a habit and I just like I can still do it to this day like I'm not working a nine to five but I am also bartending in the evenings I've always bartended I've always had a bartending job like forever so I'm like all right I know I'm bartending here I know I'm doing this well let me get with my trainer like literally have my days sketched out to to do the things that I need to do and to you know build in my business all right I'm doing marketing this I have to do Instagram posts today at some point even if I don't pick a pick a time I'm like all right between these hours bitch you need to write you know what I mean so 
it's things like that, and I've been so disciplined in that area. And I became a plant Aww. mom. Okay, okay. yeah, yes. Come on, this green thumb. Mom. Okay, yes. I'm, so, I'm so proud of me. Like I'm about to replant, you know, some other stuff. My snake plant, she's growing. I'm gonna replant her. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just I'm like this. I'm like this little at home life. It gets boring. You know, when you have to depend on yourself, I definitely have, agree. Like you miss being around people. So I look forward to my night job, but. Honestly, it's the best. I'm like, I love I it. I don't know. It's, it's it's wonderful being on your own time. It definitely is wonderful. So I'm like, all right, I got to figure out yet a fourth stream of income so that I can yes. stay right. this way. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> overflow. Yes. So, okay. Come on. Yes. Come on, abundance. <laughs> Come on, abundance. Hello. Let's get into it. But yeah, um, so Natasha, I definitely have to get with you about some business stuff because you obviously got this down. The queen, the queen, that's the bread one right there. Like, <laughs> little, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I just felt bad for a lot of people, especially parents. Like parents been home, working from home, having to deal with they even their smaller kids. Sometimes you see them pop up on the Zoom call. Tell me about it. I have a three year old, so. Yeah, he's um, and he's very active. So um, I've had to learn, like, thank God for my support system um, because they help out. Like my mom, she's Mm -hmm. a retired teacher, but she also works. um, She's back in the school system as well, part time. But she helps me out so much. Like when she gets out of work, she either comes while I have my conference calls or my meetings or you know, whatever it takes, her and my Mm -hmm. dad, like they just really jumped in. Even my niece helps with babysitting or, you know, so it's just, it's a lot like having a kid and like, they can't go to the grocery store. Like when it was got really bad, it was just hard to maneuver as a single parent. Like, dang, I have to drop them off somewhere every time I needed to do something important. Um, You know, like, so it just became annoying, honestly, because it was just like, they can't leave the house. And then he was stressed out because he was just so used to being in school full time and, you know, having his friends and seeing people that look like him, (laughs) little people that look like him. And so to be kind of stuck in the house with me and I'm working, you know, a lot, it it was just confusing. Um, So he was going through, I think I want to say an emotional change because, and you know, yeah, we have to take that in consideration. Like, you know, this change was major to them as well. And, you know, how do we kind of yeah. make help them adapt? But they're still not understanding, you know, what the world is doing. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, it's and then making the decision Definitely for him to go difficult. back to school was hard, too. Um, so, okay, so it, it, did you decide to yeah, so go he back is, to school? Yeah, so he's in school part-time. Um, and so he goes like, um, like nine to one. So he's like there half a day. Um, and so it's just for his social life. Like, I just felt like, you know, if they have to shut back down, then they shut back down. At least he was able to experience it for a little bit, but for, he's basically been out of school for like six months at this point. So, you know what I'm saying? And it's like to tell a three-year-old, you know, you can't play with kids right now. It's kind of crazy. Like, I gotta play with you, mama. Like, right. I gotta play with you. <laughs> like, I love you and everything like that. I fuck with you, but right. like, I want you all day. <laughs> like, I'm right. Right. And, shit. and I'm like, telling you, kids be trying to get to it. Go do this, do that. Like, you know, it's, they just want yeah. there. So, I mean, I've been allowing him to kind of free reign just because it's, I understand. I mean, I get it. I'm spazzing too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, I commend it, all the parents. Definitely a lot. Yes, parents. I do. Look, look, we have to. We have to because they are doing yeah. four jobs right now. Yeah. Like their job teachers. Right. Online online teaching and they're doing IT. Yeah. Like so the, bad, they're doing IT. Like, you know, I, I've literally seen parents like videotaping the IT issues for Zoom and the, the the little implementations that they've added to um you know the like like I know okay so is it Fulton County? So my my best friend she works for Fulton County and she's in high school. She's doing high school and high school's even d- difficult as well because you gotta keep these little niggas right, right. on. And 
in. Wow. So I literally, because I have a little bit more autonomy on my day. She hadn't been able to go get groceries and stuff. So I was like, well, I'm going to Costco. I'm going to get the stuff for you. Mm -hmm. So so I go, I'm picking up my stuff. Okay. Community, we got to make this work. So I go get her her stuff. I bring it in the house or whatever. So I'm sitting on the floor and I'm watching all of this. And I'm sitting here like, yo, this is crazy. I've been pissed the fuck off doing this shit all day. Like she's at her wit's end like all the time. And I just feel so bad. Like, damn. Like, and then like you're on Zoom meetings all day and then you have to kind of like keep their attention and you have to like, you know, upload things into the system so that they could see the websites and they could see the interaction. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It is a hell of a lot. And shout out to her she's tech savvy but like what about the others that are not you know the older like the older teachers that are not like this is totally it's new territory for everybody but for them it's like nigga like chalkboard whiteboard like this This is too much that's all they know yeah, my mom's a, my mom's a retired teacher. I was like, "Mommy, and you not tech savvy? You so lucky you're not having to deal with this right now." <laughs> right. would have been like, "I quit." I'm like, "Mommy, you would have been upset." Yeah. No, she would have quit for real. My knowing my mother, she would quit. <laughs> She'd be like, "No, I'm out. I'm out. I have a pre I have a preexisting right. condition. Right. I'm out." Like that nigga right there, she'd have been done. But yeah. So here's the thing, right? I'm trying to figure out. Not that I care because I'm not to say that I won't ever work at a, a job again, but it's just like I, I prefer not to. But so from HR professional standpoint, are companies actually starting to implement different or adjusting their HR rules and policies and procedures, especially because working from home is a thing or are a lot of them still fucking winging it? I it's think it's both. both. Yeah, it's it definitely a, yeah. Okay. Because both the thing is, is that, you know, everybody was expecting the pandemic to be over by now. So companies was thinking, oh, there's no need to make changes. And also nine times out of 10, companies don't make changes to policies until the end of fiscal year. So like mm-hmm. they, it just okay. makes it easier to kind of roll out all of the new policies, all of the new information, you know, during the fiscal year. So it's not like we just randomly came up with this stuff. Um, but companies are having to pivot because states are making changes like ASAP. Like they're like, oh, you guys are down there winging it. Especially like we were just talking about um, Maryland rolling out their new employment laws. So a lot of companies are having to um, change their company policies based upon state laws. So companies are winging it because states are making decisions and, you know, they're having to basically just switch up and make things happen and figure it out. And that goes circle back around with communication. Like when these things are constantly changing, you have to communicate this information to your employees. That's just like what what y'all president um said about the social security. Not and y'all president. The cup. Okay. <laughs> y'all president. I was like, that ain't my that ain't my president. I don't I don't I don't I don't 45, know this forty five. I never seen them damn life. for the social security federal like you just gonna tell these companies either you know they can either opt out or they have to do it. But people who work for federal. The military, they ain't got no choice. Right. Like, they don't have no right. choice. Right. And I, 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 again, I can't speak because, like I said, my company has, they have done a phenomenal job with, with COVID. Right. Um, a phenomenal, and I, and, and, and I, 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 I'm blessed. Like, I'm so blessed. Um, and that's why I try not to like complain a lot and you know, try not to bitch because uh-huh. it's a lot of people that lost their jobs, it's a lot of people that you know was furloughed or whatever. But just right. seeing Absolutely. like with my friends and with company, like their are different things that they was going through. I'm like, damn, we like I don't even want to say what we did because it's lit, it's lit over here, baby. But baby, it's lit <laughs> over there for you. It sounds like it because that motherfucker. Them motherfuckers didn't give us no stipend. Yeah. They wasn't trying to help you. You they wasn't trying to really give nobody no laptops. They yeah. was nothing. Like, okay, so what y'all gonna do? Cause I'm on Comcast Infinity yeah, Internet all it, day. What, yeah, what y'all gonna do about that? Crazy. Like, what y'all finna do? Oh, like no yeah. no stipends? I've heard companies like a lot of healthcare companies, even the hospitals, like my one of my good girlfriends, she works for Emory, she works in billing, and that's my background initially. And she's like, girl, like 
everybody got like certain days that they work like they not even trying to stress us out like they already know what time it is like as long as the work get done by friday yep. you're good like they're not even trying to stress us out at all they gave us like a month like, quarterly they wow. get the money for the bills yeah the whole house i said say what now i said say what now I'm yeah. like, baby, like, what is the, like, that's, that's wonderful. Some, you know, some companies actually had got their shit together and yeah, made a plan very, very quickly. quickly. Um, <laughs> and then here's the thing. I feel like because a lot of us have worked from home or is work or are working from home, we feel a little pressured by management. Not Yeah. And PTO. I was going to say that as a health tip, take your PTO. Good take it is earned, y'all. Y'all have earned PTO. It doesn't matter if you're at home or not. It doesn't matter. Like some states, like listen, we're open in Atlanta. Take your fucking PTO. Balloon is open. Take your PTO (laughs) because one thing I do know: the state of Georgia, the state of Georgia does not have to pay you out your PTO at the end. At the end, when they kick your ass out the door, they don't got to give it to you. And you know how much I had? Sixty hours. You lost all that. A lot of people need to move to California because they pay all that stuff out. Every, everything. In like New York, when I left and I I, I left um, the hospital that I worked for, I got everything. Like, yeah, I always say Georgia and Alabama are the worst states when it comes to the worst. They don't they don't protect you by no means. Yes, like there's no. They um, don't give a fuck. They still have slavery laws, honestly, in Georgia. So. Mm Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've come to realize that I come I've come to realize that as a New Yorker, I'm like you know this place has pros. Yeah, but the cons maybe the cons are very interesting. So I was like, you know what? I think I would prefer to stay here and um, be an entrepreneur and you know do what I got to do. Unless I like the I've always said this and I'll continue to say it. Only way I'm going back to corporate America by any means is but if I'm working for one of the top. Top ten companies repute it right. has to be the most reputable. Jenna's definitely company, doing period. that right now. That's and the only I, mean, I commend her for not wanting to leave because they, it's awesome. Right. If, if you ain't got to, don't. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, build my way up. That's it. And, and I can't lie, it's a great company, but you know, everybody, it, it all has the cons and the pros. Right. So. And, and right. I guarantee right. I will take my person day. I don't give two <laughs> I will take it. And I don't care. Like, I will literally tell my supervisor, like, listen. Like, I did it yesterday. I had a headache. I'm like, listen, I can't do it today. She was like, girl, take your time. Like, do what you got to do. Your your health comes first. And I, and I appreciate first. leadership right. that's like that. Like, yeah. I appreciate it and I know even though I don't want to have like direct reports you know in the future I want to be more like a liaison or like a consultant or like you know a partner right I don't want to have nobody reporting I don't want to tell people I don't want to do all that but (laughs) I want to be the one like girl take your take take your take your PTO you got it call off if you need to that's why me me and Natasha stress this all the time Yep. Take that shit off. Yeah, take it off. Take it off. Right. Take it off. Cause it's still the company's still gonna run. Take it the off. emails still gonna be there. Yep. And they will be okay. Them folks will be okay. Child, I used to take days off, and then I, by the end of the day, I'm looking at all the emails. I can't help. I couldn't yeah, help myself. Emails. Right. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Oh my emails. god! Like and like. Even working from home, because I totally would shut down. If four o'clock came on the Friday, I would shut down. But Sunday night, because I actually cared about my team and the people that I worked with. I was a good employee. Bitch, I would start my day. Let me go through any emails that came across over on um, Sunday, like, you know, throughout the weekend. And Sunday night, I would prepare for the day ahead. Like, literally sit down and do that. So when I roll out of bed at 7.50, I'm not feeling crazy. I could just turn the coffee on. Like, that's just a life hack for our home. Yeah, workers, I used to do know. that on Y'all work welcome. From but work yeah, on Monday just... mornings, I used to like go through everything. So because I was always late to work anyway, so I would at least know what was going on before I walked in the door at eight thirty. <laughs> I would be like, "Yeah, right. Let me know what the fuck up? going on. Like, what are we meeting about? I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I seen that. So I have my update. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that you know, 
we laugh all the time, even with our podcast, like we laugh all the time. But the reality of it is, is that, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to go to your grave being known that you were just so committed to a job that can't even pay your family out. You know, it's just like you got to figure out what right. works best for you at the end of every day, what works best for you um, today, tomorrow, you know just do what's within your bandwidth. And I think we get so caught up in the future because social media is pushing us like, what's your five-year goal? What's this? What's that? Like, life is so up and down. It's just such a mind. Yeah, life is so up and down. And so, you know, you just have to be, you have to do what's within your capacity and then some. Like, okay, I know my end game is to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool. Like, a lot of times we don't allow the universe to do what it needs to do. So I think a lot of times um, Baby, we need to talk about it. Gotta you know do us in our capacity. As long as you're doing, life is going to happen. It's just when you stop doing is when things kind of you know it doesn't unfold. This is what I'm. This is exactly what I'm saying. Like I just felt like I spoke to my spiritual advisor because I was depressed. Like okay, so the day I got laid off, that was the same week that George Floyd mm. got killed and all that shit happened. That was the yeah. Week. No, it was a whirlwind. Yeah, I felt like I felt like you wanted to go ham. I just, I just didn't know how to feel. And then, mind you, I'm sitting here doing an unemployment claim because I said, "Well, I'm not fucking around with y'all." You know, I don't know what this is about. And the motherfuckers gave me a nice little severance. Appreciate y'all, but it just was like, did this shit just happen? Okay. I, and I and I was talking to my spiritual advisor about it, and she was like, "You needed that month because that bitch that month of June. Why well, tell right, you a bitch did nothing? Hey, that's okay. Right. Yeah, that's okay. I work. I did work it. I'm like, I was, and I told my mom. I told everybody. I was like, Yo, I'm a little depressed. Like, <laughs> I hated the fucking job, but I liked yeah. the people that I work with. I loved my nurses. Like, I didn't talk to them until like maybe mid July. I reached out to them. I didn't talk to nobody. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's like that. I if think you we have you, to like. I just didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to talk. A lot of you know, some of my, if I mean, unless they listen to the show, my right. a lot of my friends don't even know. Like I just was like, man, fuck y'all. Y'all don't even know my business. I know what the fuck I got. I got to do. I got to go fucking get this entrepreneurship popping. Get this LLC popping, bitch. I need to build this business credit. Like that's all I care about right now. So I just been full steam ahead. But in that time, it was so fresh and so rough. And I was sitting here like, damn. And my mom was like, right. you have worked 10 years of your life. Right. Like, you've worked nonstop. It's okay. Right. 10 years? Yeah. That's a long it's time. It's okay. It's definitely it's okay. okay. I was like, shit. But, but right. bitch, I can't go nowhere. Yeah, and that and that was the, that that's what you were stuck because you can't, you can't go nowhere. Can't go nowhere. I went to Florida. I went to my mom's house in Jacksonville. I, got, I was like, all right, well, I'll drive down to Jacksonville. And I couldn't, I was like, I'm not hugging you. I'm going to sleep in the living room. I'm staying away from you. Like, it was just like, we couldn't hug yeah. on her. We couldn't love on her. None of that shit. Like, we was just being really, really cautious or whatever. And then um, I just was like, all right, boom. August comes. As soon as August comes, I'm just getting my shit together. Summer's over. When August hits, I'm getting my shit together. I'm going back behind somebody's bar. I'm going to go get my money up. And I'm just like, just looking at, Everything that's been going on, I've been so blessed. And my spiritual advisor said, you got kicked out of the, of right. the workforce because right. bitch, you didn't need to be there. Right. Your assignment was You didn't need to be there. Yeah. Too talented. You're too talented. Get the, get the fuck and go right. on, go on, go on yeah. find your purposes. You had a plan. Like, you had oh, a plan. It's all in, you had a plan. I did. And you're executing. I did. And, and, and that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Period. Poo. So y'all. Let me ask y'all, um, I don't know which one can, an- or both both of y'all can answer. So when it comes to like, okay, like my company, my previous company, um, I'm speaking to a lot of my coworkers, my previous coworkers were so close and they're say- saying to me like, yo, like, you know, it's mandatory, it's mandatory for us to go back or whatever to the office. And then you have people like, unless you have pre-existing conditions or a letter, like, you have to go. You have to go to work. So only like a handful of people, our department scale back a lot, but a handful of people are going back to work. Or what about people that just don't feel comfortable at all, especially if they have small children, infants, or they're taking care of elderly, their elderly, their parents, their grandparents, things like that. What, what is the guideline in, in any HR handbook that kind of like will 
protect them in the situations where motherfuckers are saying it's um, mandatory. Well, oh, didn't we talk about this on the episode? Yeah. Um, so I know the Department of Labor, no, no matter what state, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, you are protected. There is no law, but by the Department of Labor, they do okay. have it. Like if you, um, a person, is, you know, you're taking care of someone that either had had COVID, have yeah, COVID. has. They currently have it or they've had it. Um, if you're taking care of somebody that can't go to a facility um, because of COVID, like if it's anything dealing with COVID, like you're having to, you know, make sure that you're a caregiver, anything of that sort, um, you're pretty much protected from having to go back basically to work if you're if it's mandatory. Um, so, I mean, the only thing you can do is just again, it's just documentation It's documenting it, putting in paperwork having some type of documentation from, uh-huh. you know, you know, maybe a letter from the elderly, whoever the elderly person that you're taking care of, a power attorney or birth certificate, you know, just some type of documentation that says I'm having to take care of this person. I cannot report into the office. Right. Um, and so that's just the key piece is just like getting with the Department of Labor and just saying, hey, this is what's happening. I can't go back into the office because I'm taking care of somebody. Um, they will then, you know, basically take it up with the company because a lot of companies are trying to force it. But honestly, there's no law that says that you are forced to go back to work. That is mandatory. There's not a law yet. <clears throat> and to piggyback off what Natasha said, if the companies, the company should have some type of policy, like some temper, like a temporary policy, like if you have to be a caregiver right. or you don't have, you know, child services, or if you're high right. risk, you got older people that are high right. risk, and your right. job do the HIPAA day HIPAA protection. Yep. Come right. on. Come on, Jenna. Exactly. Come on, NBA, baby. If, 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 come on, if come you on, got NBA. asthma, or, you know, high blood pressure and all that stuff, you high risk, yep. you high risk. They, they, they can't ask you nothing. Yep. Nah, nothing. Now, I'm about to take my HR hat off. Listen, <laughs> if you want to... Hey, all I know is the system <laughs> can... Be right. Okay. Period. Y'all, y'all talk about it. Y'all talk about it. Especially, especially man, during these trust, times. Trust I'm like, man, trust that. There has to be a me. way for people who are uncomfortable or taking care of elderly or something so that they can yep. be protected because these companies are trying to get over right now because they're trying to recoup funds. Yeah, everything's fucked up. The economy is doing a wishy-washy, you know, thing right now. I get it, but y'all don't even give a fuck mm-hmm. about y'all people. The people that actually make this shit work. Yeah. You said that's yeah, why I that's said crazy. It's the documentation. That's all like mm-hmm. however, wherever, whatever it takes, get your documentation that says that you cannot go back to work. That's it. Like get your paperwork. Period. Period. They, you know, we know what we talk about. They paperwork. <laughs> yep. They can't call no doctor office for right. <laughs> I wish you would. This would be called exactly. staffing agency or wherever y'all right. work for. Ba- baby, Play with it. hello. I wish I Let's wish somebody would. Ooh, baby. I would. Ooh. <laughs> so basically, y'all, ready. they told y'all, the professionals, <laughs> the HR professionals, and told y'all it is not motherfucking mandatory. Fuck that job. You still can work from home. Do your due yeah. diligence. Do some pay- Do your Google. Call, I mean, a department yep. of labor, some shit right now, but I'm pretty Email. sure you can find mm-hmm. some loopholes within your state DOL and reach out to the proper contacts to figure out the best way to handle the situation with yeah. dealing with work sure. or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, ladies, I think we covered a hell of a lot. Um, I know that this is like one of those right. times where like people just want more information or whatever. So if you guys could, just let us know where we can find your show, where we can find your Instagram page. Drop everything, anything that y'all want to promote right now. Just drop it right now for everybody. 
to find you. Your voice is, you know, my voice. Be <laughs> I'm done. And I'm country. I'm I'm and I'm country as hell. They be like, "Ooh, what she say? Was that a C? Did she say K?" I think they be talking I'm about. Dead. I think they talking about me. I'm done. I am done. Um, no, but it's high pitch. It's a little bit. You got a little bit more high pitchness. Uh, so you can check out. <laughs> you can. They check are fucking hilarious, y'all. They are so funny. K work podcast.com we have a playlist we have several playlists now it's like eight playlists on spotify to get you through your work we we got a payday as fuck we got black as fuck yeah uh work bay hood and holy christmas we got christmas playlists y'all got different playlists on there so you can listen to music but you can go to fckworkpodcast.com you have access to all of that we're on every podcast outlet, including Pandora Radio at this time. Um, we are we are on YouTube. It's not updated. Don't blame me, but blame me. Um, and so we're getting ready to launch our new season six to kind of take us into 2021. Um, we just, we're number one on podcasts for careers in the United States right now. So we're super excited about um, yes. how our podcast is going. We're number 15 this week. Um, we're right under Gary Vee. So we've just been celebrating and too too excited about um, footwork, but I'm a go. And so, um, yeah, come check out our drug test stories. Submit your drug test stories. Submit your event sessions. Um, yeah, we just like to be ratchet, pratchet as fuck. That's just every Monday. That is us. Yes. That is us, pratchet and fuck. Did you give them my Instagram? Instagram? Hold that Instagram all the way down. Twitter and Facebook. We on everything. We on Twitter. We on Facebook. Everything. And y'all, these ladies are funny as fuck. Like, I'm telling y'all, I found them. During the pandemic, I was quarantined and I was listening to podcasts in between doing my work. And I was like, yo, they funny as hell. Like, oh we appreciate God, you so much. With them. And then, yes. Thank you guys so much. I was just like, oh my God, I got a story to tell. I'm going to tell them. We, I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to talk to them because, bitch, the ad, like, people don't understand. Like, especially when you work on right. that side of shit, it's just like, ah, it's a struggle. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that just need that need that help and y'all are hella hilarious yes. and they're black women and we support black women and black women okay so where to find me guys is at the mina b podcast over on ig fuck with me if you guys have any inquiries questions any advice or just you want to talk to the, the sis holla at my dm y'all do that anyway but also you can reach out ask me to be at gmail.com Thank you guys so much for tuning in Thank and fucking you. with the show. Bye.